0: I want to introduce to Daniel. Come on, Daniel, stand up, brother. Yeah. Goodness me, I didn't think we'd be standing here at this ten years ago. No. God's good, isn't he? How yeah, he works yeah. in our lives, yeah. My goodness me, how he's worked with us. And I wouldn't have thought when we were at college, either, either of us would be doing anything good for God, but <laughs> 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 but he works amazing, doesn't he? He is great. And um, he's been a real blessing on on Daniel's life, and his his lovely wife, Grace. Grace, you, you manage oh, to stand. God. Come on, John. They've got three beautiful children. And i um, so known them for a long time. And um, they've both been um, mission partners with the Methodist Church for about eight years now. It must be seven, eight years. Longer. I, don't, I don't blame you. But they, 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 they get sent by the Methodist Church after college, after about what two years probation, was it? They get sent out to Cameroon, um, about 500 miles away from the nearest proper hospital. And actually, I think Daniel knew more than the local doctor did about medicine. So it was an interesting experience. They were teaching a theological college there. And um, and then after that, they came back for a year and then they went off to Italy. And um, Daniel's now been sent as the Methodist man to Rome. So he's going to be hobnobbing with the. The diplomats and the pope and things like this so so if you ever want to send a message to the pope just speak to daniel i'll give his email if you ever want to ask a question so uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's an amazing post it's a, it's quite a it's quite a post which um um a lot of um important people have held in the methodist church now daniel's got it <laughs> <laughs> sorry daniel i can't, can't help it yeah. but he but, God's put his man there, and, and Daniel, he, he's God's, God's put the Holy Spirit in his heart, and he's on, he's on fire for God, and I think he's amazed to see what God's done in my life as well, Alleluia, and he's God, promised God. not to tell any stories about me in the past, so he, don't ask him. He will not tell you anything, so okay. I don't want to curse I you, so. <laughs> so, but we're really blessed to have Daniel and Grace and the family here, and, and Daniel's going to be um, 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 preaching to us today and sharing some of what, his ministry with God. So I'm going to call you in a minute, but I'll read the, the text first from the Bible, and then we'll and then we'll, we'll let you let you loose. So we're going to read from Colossians 2, chapter 11, verses um, 11 to 23. So if that's up on the the thing here, we can do it. So in him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, amen, he made a public spectacle of them, praise God, eh? triumphing over them by the cross, amen? He just crushed those principalities and powers with his feet, and by the cross, and by laying his life down. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to religious festival. A new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day, These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. He's the one that will change things. He's the one that transforms things. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen, and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the to to the oh or jumped along, yeah. To the basic principles of this world. Why as though you still why live as though you still belong to it? Do you submit to its rules? Do not handle. Do not taste. Do not touch. These are all destined to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body. But they lack any value in restraining sexual indulgence. Amen. So we'll hand over to Daniel and and see what the Holy Spirit's got to say to us this morning. Let's pray. So, Father God, we just pray for Daniel and we just ask that you will speak through him and that your Holy Spirit will move within him and stir him, that your unction will come upon him, that he will speak the words that you have commanded him to speak and he will be directed by your Holy Spirit, that that your Spirit will come upon him to set people free this morning from things that have bound them and held them captives, that they will find freedom in Christ and life in the full. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: So, um, what does it mean? What does it mean, to be, um, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit of God? What does it mean to be filled? What does it mean for our flesh to have the presence of God in our flesh? What does it mean to have the power that brought Jesus back from the dead in our bodies? What does it mean to be a Christian? Because a Christian is a little Christ. Christ is God in human flesh. We as Christians have God in us if we have the Holy Spirit in us. What does it mean? Because all over the world, people have different ideas of what it means. But what does it mean to be filled with the presence of God? I've got, I've got some slides because this is a question that keeps coming to our current um, ministry god i don't know why but god asked us to go to italy and at the moment a lot of people are trying to come not to italy they're trying to go to germany actually but italy seems to be the first place to go to on the way to germany or wherever they want to go so a lot of people are coming to italy and a lot of them are christians some of them are not christians but a lot of them are christians a lot of them believe in god a lot of them are filled with the presence of god and they come to italy and they come to church and so Um, If we look at the next picture, in Italy, the Protestant church was persecuted to the point of almost extinction. They They were hounded down, they were killed, they were murdered in the streets. For centuries, to be a Protestant was to be an enemy of the Italian state. So there was only a little valley in the top corner of Italy where you could legally be a Protestant. For centuries, to be a Protestant in Italy, that was the only little place, I don't know if you can see, but that was the only place in Italy, where legally you could be a Protestant. So, all these people are coming to Italy who are Protestants, but they're entering a church which for centuries has had to be cautious of new people. Because if you're, if you're under attack by the state for centuries, you're only allowed to live in a valley, it makes you a bit wary of new people, right? Because new people could be People trying to shut you down. So for 500 years, Protestants in Italy were almost deleted, totally deleted. But now, that's not the case. It's possible to be a variety of different kinds of Christian in Italy. And of course, people are coming to Italy on the way to other places. And if we go to the next one, the Italian Methodist Church has said, let's not have separate services. When people come from Ghana or from the Philippines or from Nigeria or from Cameroon, from Madagascar, let's not have separate services, one at 10 o'clock for foreigners, one for 11 o'clock for Italians. Let's do it all together. So everybody worships in the same service. And so we're always having this question come to us. What does it actually mean to be at church? Because we, we say... We say all that matters is we're filled with the Holy Spirit, right? That's what we say. We say all that matters is you believe Jesus died for your sins, that he died for your sins and you confess your sins to Jesus, that he rose from the dead and through that resurrection power, we are transformed, our lives are transformed from darkness to light. That's what it says. And all that it should mean is we rely on nothing else, not the sweetest frame, right? We should just rely on Jesus, right? That's all it means to be a Christian. Is to have Jesus in our hearts, right? But we add stuff. We add loads of crap. We add all sorts of crap to what it means to be a Christian. We, we put all kinds of luggages and baggages on top of what, what actually God doesn't say. And so the Italian Methodist Church has said everyone should be a Christian together. But very quickly we find people making their own idea of what it means to be a Christian I'm projecting that onto everyone else. So if we look at the next, um, so the different languages, some people start to say, oh, well, if they can't speak Italian, then, you know, they can't really be saved. You know, they don't say that, but you'd be surprised how quickly that unconscious idea can come up. You know, oh, if they don't follow our liturgy, maybe it's not good or or if they don't dance on the other side of the coin, my wife's from Ghana and she can dance. God did not anoint me yet. We pray. We pray. But God did not yet give me that anointing. And I pray when I leave today, I will have that anointing. But I do not yet have that ability. So, Gary, I'll pray that you will anoint me. Because can you, you can dance. Can you? Hallelujah, brother. So, um, some people think that the people who are more quiet in their expression are not proper Christians. So, you've got all these people together. In Ghana, Methodism is more like what my mother would call raving Pentecostalism. Um, I love it. But, um, you know, Methodism is different. In the Philippines, Methodism is different again. In Madagascar and all these other places, Methodism is not the same. God is the same, but our cultures are not the same. So we we kind of add all this stuff onto what it actually means. But God doesn't want us to make lots of different rules and regulations about things that are not essential that is not what christ died for us on the cross for us to do but we do it i promise you we do it the difference does so we have church we have church in italian and english so i i speak more italian than i did when i arrived it was a little bit like only fools and horses have you seen that I'm, I'm not that... I am young, but I'm not as young as perhaps I was. So there was a program called Only Fools and Thoughts. Has everyone seen that? Because this is absolutely pivotal to understanding the scriptures today. If you haven't seen that, you will go away, you know, not, There's a guy in that who couldn't speak much French but thought he could. So I, I was like that. When I got to Italy, I was like that. I could say things that didn't mean what they actually... I thought I was saying one thing and they were hearing very different things. We won't go there. But... Um, You know, if you put people together with different cultures and languages, you have misunderstandings. Italians are very emotionally transparent. If they're not pleased with something, you will know. Englishmen like myself from from Leicestershire, I I have nothing against Derby County at all. But Englishmen like myself, um, we can be a bit cautious about saying what we feel, can't we? You've seen us before. So, you know, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And then I'll go out and I'll be crying or something. So different cultures, different cultures, different languages, different economic situations. If you've just arrived in a country, you may not have a job. You may not know how to apply for help from the government. You may not know what to do. So you might have a different financial situation from somebody who's lived in the country for a long time. And all of this together can create mayhem. It's like juggling with them things that are difficult to juggle with. Yeah, that's a great illustration. I'll write that one down. So, we put all this together and we say, no, we'll do this. Because in heaven, all the different cultures will be praising God, right? It, It says all the languages, all the peoples, everybody, even boys from Leicestershire. So, God has in his wisdom a place for every expression that we we have. The problem isn't that God doesn't like the fact that I can't dance. God God loves me, even though the dancing needs to be, you know, for heaven. I'll need to work on it. But God loves me as I am. He didn't make me a Ghanaian. When we got married, we spent a long time where I was trying to make my wife into an English woman. And she was trying to make me into a Ghanaian man. It's really worked, hasn't it? You know, um, so you can't do that with each other because it doesn't work. Because if you didn't learn to dance before you were five, I think, just give up, you know. So, we are different, and God created us differently. And, And when we try and be like somebody else, and when we try and force other people to be like us, we ruin the church. We destroy the church when we do that, because the church is full of different gifts and anointings. So, in the church, we are supposed to be different, So, if we try and make everybody into a photocopy of us, we will destroy the church and we will prevent the Holy Spirit from operating. So, don't make people into your photocopy, especially if they can't dance. It's stressful, you know. It it can cause issues later on. Don't try and make people in your image because God made them in His image. But at the same time, we're all filled with the Holy Spirit. So we are not supposed to stay the same as we were. When I met Jesus, I couldn't do anything with essays. I mean, they wanted not only to throw me out of school, but never allow me back into school again. Um, and then I met Christ, and I received the Holy Spirit, and it started to rewire parts of my head. There's still a lot of work to do, I guarantee you. And, and Gary... Gary said, "You know, now they're sending me. What did you say I'm going to do? Because I haven't really have swallowed all of this. Can you write that down? I better check all of this out before I agree to it. Okay, it's on the podcast, right? Be very careful what I say. So, God has changed my life. I, I went to college, not knowing if I'd be able to study. At Cliff College. I went to Cliff College to do a degree. I wasn't sure if I could do a degree. I'm. I'm now. Th- I've now been doctored. You'll see me walking with a limp. Um. You know, God's power." If you let him into your life, he can change you. So we don't say, oh, I'm like this and I can't change. But don't let us try and change each other. Let God do the changing. Because God has a plan. Our idea of what somebody should be like is often crazy. You know, it can be stupid. And, And in our church, sometimes we get people trying to force people unconsciously. Unconsciously trying to force people to be like them. So in the church... Um, We have a moment of of praise where anybody can do anything, well, within reason, Um, (laughs) nothing illegal usually, Um, where everybody can praise. Some of the people who who are from the traditional spectrum really struggle, and they try and stop that sometimes. They try and cut it short. And you see, what they're doing when they do that is making others in their image. At the same time, at the same time, some of my in-laws... try and judge some of my European brothers and sisters and say, oh, they, they're, not, they're not saved because they can't dance. I say, hang on. I know Jesus Christ. You know, we're different because we grew up in different places. My son learned Italian in about three and a half seconds. I'm, I'm now able to watch some of the soap operas and enjoy them. You know, it takes time when you're older. We're less malleable. I'm not very old, but it, I'm over 30 now. I use Oil of fueling. So it takes time uh, to, to become different. If you're, you're a child can change very quickly. But if you put people together, it's only God can do that. So what does it mean to be circumcised in the heart? What does it mean? Let's not project what we think it means onto each other. Let's not unconsciously try and make each other like we think each other should be. Let's allow God to decide. If you'd have told me I'd be a Methodist minister, I'd have told you, no, I'm going to be a rock star, actually. I'm not going to be a Methodist minister. So God has a way of surprising us. Do you know what I mean? We don't know what God is doing sometimes. We don't know ourselves, let alone other people know us. We don't know what God has put in us. God has put things in us That we don't understand, and we have to trust God's Spirit to bring those things to pass. And we mustn't meddle with what God is doing in somebody else and try and squeeze them into our image of what they should be, because that destroys their identity. One of the things I found in Italy is people complain that I'm not an Italian. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an Italian. And, and you see, what they're trying to do when they do that is they're trying to delete what God has already put in me. I'm not, I'm not empty already. God has already done something in my life. So if I now try and become assimilated to another identity, I'm actually denying what God's already accomplished in my life. Does that make sense? If God had wanted me to be an Italian, I wouldn't have been born in Nottingham. Uh, again, I have a lot of respect for Derby County, okay? <laughs> what does all this mean? I don't know what it means. But I know that God knows. And I pray that you will be serious with your prayer life. Because it's not about how high our hands are. It's not about how low we kneel. It's not about where the way we pray. My wife puts on YouTube every morning at ungodly hours... I like to be quiet and sit like an Englishman. You know, we're different. But, but what is important? What is important is that we are producing the fruit of the Spirit. If I say to you that I, I love God and then I go out of here and drive like a maniac and hit people and swear at them, and there's something wrong, isn't there? If I come out of here and I'm jealous of Gary because his jumper is nicer than mine, i are taking it off. Uh, If I've got jealousy in my heart, if I'm looking at others with envy, it means I hate them. It's the opposite of love. If I'm trying to control others, if I'm trying to manipulate others to doing certain things or being certain things, I'm really not behaving as God would want me to behave. Because when we try and manipulate and control and, and, and organize people into our way of being, It's the spirit of witchcraft. Witchcraft is that. Witchcraft is going to somebody and trying to manipulate spiritual forces to curse someone. And it's the same idea. You're trying to control. You're trying to get everything under your control. We don't need to have everything under our control. We need everything to be under Jesus' control. When we go out of here, it's not what we do on our outside. It's what God is doing in our flesh with his Holy Spirit. Because we are Christians, which means little Christs. How we build our our outside worship and our, our furniture of the church and all that, that's great. But what really interests God is whether we are becoming more like Christ. How are our relationships with our mothers and fathers? How are our relationships with our brothers and sisters? Do we get out of church and start fighting with them? What is our relationships with our friends like? How would people describe us? God wants this stuff to transform. He wants us to be filled with His perfect love. To bear fruit, love, joy, peace. Galatians chapter 5 says we must have the fruit of the Spirit. We need the gifts of the Spirit. We do. But if we're not producing the fruit, something's wrong. You know, I say to my church members in Italy, you can dance and that's great, but when you leave, don't let it end with the dance. Let the dance of the Trinity be in your heart. Let the Holy Spirit transform your character. Let your work colleagues say, Daniel, he's a bit slow, but he's on the side of the angels. Do you know what I mean? Let let people know that you have the light of God in you. Because whatever we are saying, if our lives don't agree with our lips, nobody's going to come to church. Nobody's going to come to church. Let us be transformed in our flesh. That is what Paul is saying. It's about whether we really are being transformed. John Wesley, John Wesley was just such a focused guy. He decided that the only thing he wanted out of life was to be like Jesus. Methodists have confused everybody, but that's actually what John Wesley was doing. He was saying, I want to be like Jesus Christ. And everything I do, every decision I make, everything in my life, the way I spend my money, the way I use my time, the way I relate to my family, my friends, those in the world, I want that to all be like Jesus Christ. And that is what circumcision of the heart means. That is what being filled with the Holy Spirit means. God entering our flesh. I don't know the details. It's a good job. I'd make a mess of it. But I know that if we allow the Spirit to have sovereignty in our lives, if we allow God to drive the car of our lives. Well, I'm from Leicestershire and now I'm going to Rome. So God knows what he's doing. Uh, that's a testimony. I, I, I was nearly thrown out of school. Everything was going very wrong. But when Jesus entered my life, the power that rose Jesus from the dead entered my life. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what it means for you. I know it, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be difficult. Um, this is not easy, working with this, right? It can cause gray hairs to come early. I've dyed some of them. So, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's, it's wonderful. So, I I commit to you what I've said. Anything that doesn't sound good, throw it away. Pray about it. Pray about what I've said. Anything that I've said, say, Jesus, that guy from Leicestershire, he supports Leicester City. I'm not sure if he's saved. You know, (laughs) pray about it. Pray about it and test it. But I promise you, follow the Holy Spirit. Follow Jesus. Let the Father's will be done in your life. And God will be surprising you where you'll be. Amen. Let us pray together. Jesus, we, we thank you for your word, and we pray, God, that you would, you would bring what you want to fruition in our lives and in our church, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
0: amen. So. You can stay up of oh, on right. your yeah. So So I, I just want to encourage you. You've heard Daniel's word. You've heard that challenge there of that circumcised heart, that heart that says I'm submitted to God and I want my life to be Christ-like. I want areas of my life to be transformed and changed. That when people see, see me, they see you, they, they see us as a community, that they see Christ reflected through us, amen? But the amen requires action, doesn't it? It requires a response in us, a commitment in us to say, Christ, I want your Holy Spirit to come and I want your Holy Spirit to circumcise my heart. That by doing that, it says, my heart is dedicated to you, that I'm part of your family. I'm one of your children. And just as when the people of Israel were circumcised, they were identified with Israel. When we are circumcised, we're identified with Christ Christ. And so when we leave this place and when we respond to Daniel's message and what the Holy Spirit has said today, if we want God to revive us and to revive our church, there's an element of saying that actually there's areas in my life that need to be changed. I'm saying my life because I'm saying me because I know there's areas in my life that need to change. And you need to reflect and pray, as Daniel said, as the areas in your life that need to be changed. What are the things that need to be done? Cut or chopped or changed or decisions that need to be made that your life becomes more like Christ. That might mean that you haven't accepted Christ into your life and that means accepting Christ into your life for the first time. It may be that you've been a Christian a long time but never been filled or experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. So that means, you know, God, I want to experience the power of your Spirit in my life that is transformative and changes me that I can never be the same again. John Wesley said he was, he was born again of the Spirit. His heart was warmed and he was put in that direction of serving God, of God doing, doing God's mission and building God's kingdom. And what affects one part of the body affects all the body. So if there's one of us that is not dedicated to being, being made whole or being repaired, of becoming more Christ-like, it affects the whole body. So it's a commitment we make together as a body, isn't it? It's a commitment that we say to this morning, to say that we're all ready to say that we want to circumcise our hearts, that we're ready to be the little Christ, to be more Christ-like, that in our relationships, in our friendships, in our community, in our actions, in our work, that we reflect the glory and presence of Christ as the Spirit works within us and smoothens our roughened edges.